I was introduced to this film, I think last year, my mm. husband turned it on for our son. Okay. And it quickly became one of my son's favorite movies. So I like through COVID and winter and what, well, my son has some medical stuff. So a lot of mornings he doesn't feel good. So we'll just turn on the TV and we've watched my neighbor Totoro so many times. And it's one of the like few kids movies that I don't get sick of. <laughs> okay. I, love it. I think it's so beautiful and like relaxing to watch. And um, yeah, so I just think it's like a cool movie that, and in, and it's just like in contrast to the kids movies I grew up with, just so, mm -hmm. so much different and like, feel like having, yeah, expectations about what a kid's movie is or just like blown away by this movie. Welcome back to Open Forum. I'm Michael Denzel Smith. Satsuki and May are sisters who have moved out to the countryside with their father while their mother recovers from an illness in the hospital. Satsuki, the elder sister, does her best to care for her father and sister, and May lives in a dreamlike world that four-year-olds tend to create. It's in that dream world where May, while wandering through the forest, comes across a friendly roar, that of the mythical Totoro. May can't wait to share her discovery with her family, but seeing the Totoro requires more than just a bit of imagination. This week's film is My Neighbor Totoro, and it was chosen by Chelsea Martin, author of the new novel, Tell Me I'm, I'm an Artist. Yeah, it's interesting you say that. I think that, you know, the first thing that I'm struck by is the animation itself, like just so gorgeous. The colors, um, the the movement of all the characters, it's just really, truly like lush. Yeah, the environment um, is just, yeah, it's like one of the most beautiful animations I've seen. Truly. Um, but then you say that thing about like different from the kids movies you grew up on and like, I think that's the other thing that struck me while watching this. So I was like, because I had never seen it. There's just this sort of like, I feel like, you know, kids movies are always filled with like magic and, and all of that type of stuff. And, you know, uh, you know, things that are born of their imagination and things right. of that nature. Right. But like this movie really just like luxuriates in that in a way where it's not, it's not like there's no, conflict necessary at the necessarily at the heart of this film uh it's just that like you know here are two young girls they are moving out to the countryside with their their father um their mother's sick and in a hospital but it's not like there's some some thing that's going to happen to her within the next 72 hours or something you know like there's no right. none of these sort of plot points that we know it's just them uh, adjusting to life and like there's this uh, breathing that happens for them out there in the countryside where they their imaginations are allowed to roam and they become enchanted with these mystical figures that are that are surrounding them and they get to interact with them and that's it right like yeah. that, that's what it is that's this this them being able to be young and free yeah, and there's so much just slice of life stuff of them just behaving like normal kids and mm -hmm. hanging out with their granny neighbor and just exploring their environment, which is, I think, a really cool contrast to the magic stuff of of just like this really mundane kind of kid 
you know, and sibling bonding stuff with this incredibly crazy Totoro troll creature <laughs> who like yells at them and like <laughs> um, cat bus also was just like crazy. Yes. So um, yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely a really cool representation of childhood that I feel like isn't shown very much in kids movies it's all about the magic and like the focus is on the magic or the problem or the villain yeah yeah there's no villain here right (laughs) there's not a villain that they're they're sort of trying to defeat or like the villain is just the stress of their mom being in the hospital and yeah like not knowing what's going to happen there and that's real (laughs) oh for sure yeah yeah and I think it's that's just so beautifully done too of like everyone just trying their best and and this little family unit out in the country just trying to make it through until their mom comes home is just so so cool to see represented yeah and I think that there there's definitely stuff in there with like the sibling dynamic of this the the older child that like takes on this caretaking role of the younger child um they're familiar to me as as a firstborn oh yeah Uh, (laughs) uh that that I feel like you know I mean they they do have a conflict at some point but like the idea of showing uh, a sibling relationship in which it is just loving right like it's just right. caring and that, that like yes there becomes a moment where uh you know satsuki uh gets mad at may but it's not really about may right like it's not right. about her necessarily it's about like she's missing her mother and her mother was supposed to come home and her feelings are affecting her yeah and they're kids and they don't react to everything in a perfectly logical way so it's totally I don't and I'm 35 years no, old <laughs> exactly. yeah yeah like it makes total sense for I don't know how old Satsuki's supposed to be like eight or nine but it makes total sense that she like you know May being upset would make her upset and she would take it out on May instead of you know being rational so yeah I also think, um, yeah, just like the caretaking stuff and Satsuki being like a really responsible kid and caring about her sister and her dad and kind of taking care of her dad in some ways, like mm-hmm. cooking the lunches and and like taking care of May all the time. Um, yeah, and their dad is a really cool character, just like single parenting and doing a really good job. <laughs> But not, but like, you know, some things are slipping, like he forgets about cooking and yeah. Uh, yeah. This is interesting. I, I, in, you know, listening or, or watching the sort of English dub version, seeing who does the voice work here, uh, the voice actor doing uh, the father here is the same one who does the animated Superman. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> and I so really just- like his voice. Oh, it's a great voice. It's one of the classics I think of like, like uh, you know, voice acting. Um, and for me, it's embedded as the voice of Superman. Like that's just the way that Superman sounds. That's and, so funny. And watching it, I was like, this sound, he sounds so familiar, but it's very different from his character as Superman. There's just no bravado there, right? Like he's just a 
he's a, a father with two young daughters that's trying to do his best and work and has a sick wife. Like there's yeah. none of that Superman stuff there. Right. <laughs> I mean, I've never seen that Superman or I don't think I've seen any Superman, but. Eh, it's not my I, favorite. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm not that into the superhero stuff. No, but. totally, totally understandable. Um, oh. But but that's, I mean, that's c- coming to like, uh, back to uh, my neighbor Totoro is that like, I feel like there's like, the stuff that gets made for kids that has all of that magic and stuff, it is really about like, the idea of being a hero, right? Like the idea of taking these things on or being associated with it so that you can defeat something so that you like the idea that there's simply more to being a a child uh, that than just like the actual act of being a child. Right, yeah. Or that there's like a clear path to take Mm. when, when there's not usually and you kind of have to just navigate through the messiness of life and deal with what comes up yeah and that's it's exactly what you're saying it's just this like slice of life in this way that like you're dealing with things that come up like what happens when you when your daughter is telling you like I did see a Totoro right like that's that's something that's very real for me how do you respond to that how do you embrace that imagination and and all of that stuff and how do you do that in the context of also having to work late and have your children worry about you like like there's just all of those sort of things that have to do with just like day-to-day living that I feel like it's exactly what you're saying at the top like children's films don't allow the space for because there has to be something like more extraordinary yeah yeah what's your son's reaction to, to this film he loves it it's one of his favorites he loves all the yelling like he got really <laughs> into yelling and like wake up just like, <laughs> he's two so he's just yeah yeah but i feel like yeah the it's because it's so slice of life I feel like yeah there's there's stuff for adults and kids without it being like here's a adult reference for you or here's like right a joke that the parents will like mixed in with the I which I hate I think that's so annoying (laughs) like patronizing to be like you're not going to enjoy this we'll have to put in a few jokes for for you so you can watch it with your kid and you always go back to those in like or I do at least like as an adult, if I watch something that I I loved as a kid and catch on on to those jokes and they're pretty corny, right? (laughs) Like they're they're just like thrown in as a nod. Bottom of the barrel. Say again? They're bottom of the barrel. Yeah, absolutely. It's just being like, I know that you're watching this with your kids and that like you may be bored like here's some here's some catnip for you yeah. be able to to like bear through this and it's just like well what if you considered the idea that like I could enjoy a story that is for children like uh, ostensibly for children like what if you really truly leaned into that idea yeah, yeah. I feel like yeah my neighbor Totoro seems so respectful of the viewers like mm-hmm. it's like it allow like allows you to have your own thoughts bring your own experiences to it and your own ways of appreciating it and you're not like 
bombarded with jokes and cuts and action to distract you or like keep you paying attention it's yeah I think it's it just feels more of like a conversation with the audience rather than like pushing things onto them truly or like I, having a moral message or like you know yeah that's the other thing about like children's stuff is that there's there's always some uh it's like a, it's a morality play like there's something that there's some lesson that needs to be taught yeah that children need to like go forward in life with or something and it's like my neighbor Totoro feels like it's just like your imagination is the thing yeah. like yeah. just carry that with you and caring about each other and caring about each other and trying to see the best in the world one of my favorite scenes is the bathtub scene where the dad is like if you feel scared just laugh as hard as you can and all the scary stuff will go away like that's such a cool I mean also it's just like parenting goals like I think dad <laughs> is just like the best parent in a movie he's just so chill I mean he must be going through so much stress and he's just so playful and like caring with the kids and so respectful yeah. of their fantasies and ideas it's truly like inspiring yeah yeah, uh, a far cry from the way that I feel like a lot of us were parented. Right. And like parents in Disney movies where they're always reprimanding their children and being like, you idiot, you didn't see a troll or whatever. Like, <laughs> like okay, okay, let's go home. But he's like crawling through the bushes with them and doing a little dance in front of the giant camphor tree. And like, he seems really busy, but he really puts in the effort when he's there he puts in the effort and I think that that like really getting into the child's perspective and their worldview and the things that make them happy like I I say this and I'm not trying to make him sound like he's the the uh paragon of, of fatherhood but uh, my partner is very into watching the Kardashians and I, I watched an episode where Kanye showed up and he he like got them a fire truck or something and it's like it's ridiculous uh but he was talking about like his his approach to fatherhood and it's like look everyone thinks they want to be the cool parent but like sometimes you just gotta like put on the easter bunny suit and it's like i feel like this the dad here is it's like yeah i'm just putting on the easter bunny suit because my children are really into this yeah he's meeting them at their level he's not asking them to do anything to meet him Chelsea, what's one lasting image that sticks with you from my neighbor Totoro? Um, well, the bathtub scene definitely. And I mean, there's so many quiet moments that I, I just love those where you just see like a pan of the environment or like, I don't know, Satsuki running or something. But yeah, the, the scene where they're in front of the tree and you just see like the beautiful camphor tree. I think that's really powerful and feels like gives is just like a I a perfect representation of the movie itself. It's just like mm -hmm. this quiet um, kind of back to nature vibe. Yeah. And just super reverent of the environment around them and the creatures that are there. For sure. 
Okay, what what are intended to be quick answer questions, but no one ever answers them quickly. <laughs> what is your all-time favorite film? Oh, um, probably like Eternal Sunshine or mm. Yeah. It's been a minute since I've watched that one. I really want to revisit it. Yeah. It's good. It's been a while for me too, actually. And then what film best captures the idea of family for you? Um, well, my joke answer was Gummo, but what's that? Oh, you haven't seen Gummo. Okay, well that that's not doesn't make it funny then. It's just like a very um kind of like scary, trashy, small town experimental thing. Anyway, <laughs> my real answer is like Little Miss Sunshine, something like that, oh, where oh. like I don't know, the family doesn't seem to enjoy them being around each other very much, but they're like bonded and tied together and have to do, you know, certain, you know, family stuff. Yeah. But they're Another all very one. different people and you're kind of stuck with what you've got. Another one that I, I just haven't watched in a while, but like would love to revisit. Yeah, same. I don't know why that one came to my mind. Um, and it's a great family movie yeah. I mean, in terms of the idea of family and like how, yeah, everyone has these differences, but like the idea of keeping that family unit together is central. Yeah. I mean, that feels more like relatable to me. And my neighbor Totoro is more like, I think that's a great fan. Like, it's like aspirational. Like, this yeah. is what you want your family to be. Like, this is what you think it's going to be like when you have kids. And yeah like everyone just gets along and loves each other and does their best exactly exactly Chelsea thanks so much for joining me yeah absolutely this was fun thanks for listening to Open Forum a podcast from Lit Hub Radio produced by Eliza Smith and Justin Alvarez and hosted by me Michael Denzel Smith. Feel free to like, comment, and subscribe to Open Forum wherever you get your podcasts, and or sign up for the Lit Hub newsletter to stay up to date on our latest episodes. If you're enjoying what you hear, share Open Forum with a friend or on social media. Next week, bend and snap. 